0: Welcome to Global Truth Center. So, A Boy Called Lizard. What I didn't tell you in the intro is that it was a story, it's a love story between a white boy and a black girl. Her name is, is Rain. And then it's a love story written in the Deep South, the summer of 1978. But the story treats the two of them as just kids. They, they don't know there's anything. She doesn't see his deformity, and he doesn't see anything different about her. They're these, these two young kids that meet and fall in love. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story. And so the song, I Can Be Whatever I Did Know, uh, you know, at the end it says, I can be whatever I did know. So it's really a very metaphysical song about, you know, if I could be anything, I'd like to be this. If I could be anything, I'd like to do this. I'd like to build a, a castle in a tree somewhere. I'd like to do all these things. Most of us spend our lives with a lot of I'd like to's if I could, someday I could, right? And what we're here saying is every single week is, no, the truth is, whatever I know, I can be. Whatever I know, I can do. And that, as Kelly and I were talking, that's one of those hard beliefs to go from belief to knowing. Now I know it intellectually, but if I knew it physically, if I really knew it, if you really knew it physically, embodied 100%, you would never again be saying, I'd like to someday. You wouldn't. You'd be like, no, this is who I am. This is what I do. I had that as a young man. When I left Philadelphia with almost no training, I I knew I would go to New York and be a Broadway star. That was it. It wasn't a question. It wasn't like, I really want to go do this. I really want to try this. It was just, no, that's who I am. And all you have to figure it out. And I really felt that way. I was like, y'all need to make this work. Figure out how this can work because that's who I am. I think along the way, even I have had moments and still in my life have times when I'm like, I don't know that the way I should know it. If I knew it, this would not be a struggle. If I really knew it, this would not be an, a maybe. It would be a choice, a decision. A decision. This is what I want to do. This is who I am. And that's what these two young kids do in this show. So the title of my talk today is Who Knows? Who Knows? So it's not about what you know. It's about who is doing the knowing. Think about that for a minute. Who knows? Well, we use it a lot like who knows, like as if nobody knows. But who knows. Who is doing the knowing? If a person who sees the world as a scary place is doing the knowing, then if I can see whatever I did know, then that's what I'm going to see. If the person doing the knowing believes 100% that this universe is here to support me in all of my wildest dreams, then that's what's going to show up. So I guess the question for you today is, who are you? Who is knowing inside of you? What's that person inside of you that's doing the knowing? So this week I, I watched this um, talk, this talk between um, let me, I have Bruce Lipton, Michael Beckwith, Andrea King, and Kelly Gores, who wrote a Netflix documentary called Heal, I think many of you have seen it, about healing the body that our beliefs heal our body. But they were they were on this call talking about racism and what's going on in the world. And it made me look up some more of Martin Luther King's writings. And the book that I found that I was very inspired by was, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or Community? I don't know about you, but that even touches me. Just the title. Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or Community? Now, I get it. There's a lot of chaos. We're experiencing a lot of chaos right now. It seems like it. Just when you think it can't get worse, Atlanta happens yesterday. Again. So where do we go from here? Chaos or community? And I think we know the answer to that question. And his book, and I haven't read it yet, but I went in to look at a whole bunch of clips on it. His book is very clear that chaos is not a bad thing. It's like the earthquake that happens before the world settles. So Bruce Lipton said this, he said, sometimes what looks like chaos is really a reordering and a witnessing of forward momentum. Sometimes what looks like chaos is really a reordering and a rewitnessing of forward momentum. So I want to go back to the thing, who's knowing? Who knows? If your mind right now is in chaos, don't take that as a problem. Take it as a re witnessing, a reordering of what's going on in the world. If you are in that mindset of like, we talked about the threshold last week, I don't know where I'm going from here. That is just fine. Just don't make it an enemy realize that there is that in you because if our theme, if our uh, affirmation this month is I'm at peace with knowing that life is unfolding perfectly, then I can be in a chaotic state of mind and I can allow that chaos to be witness to the reordering of my life now I don't know if you're like me but I am reordering my life I want my life to be different I never want it to just be the same I don't want to wake up into the same world every day do you? I want to wake up to something new, something more exciting, something more that I can bring of myself to this. So chaos, chaos or community. So Andrea King, Martin Luther King's daughter-in-law, what I admired most about her when I watched her, she was positive. She was not sitting in a disgruntled, angry place, she was, dare I use the word hopeful and hear every student of mine jump, but she was hopeful, (laughs) which is the next step after despair. Hopeful, taking that one step up. But she was more than hopeful. She was positive. In fact, her quote was, I am absolutely certain that this time it will take. Reaching back to her her grandfather-in-law, saying, yeah, everything has happened, and then it kept going back to the same old status. But she said, I think this time it's going to take. Why? Because it is so chaotic. We're not just in the middle of a, a, a culture trying to find itself. We're also at war with a virus that is getting so large out in the world right now. You know, the United States, the government can talk about, we have it handled, but... We may think we have it handled, but the world doesn't. Because out in the world, it is exponentially bigger. So the question is, are we willing to find community through all of this? And I love that she said, this time it's going to take. Why? There's a lot of reasons why. Um, So here's a quote from Martin Luther King that I absolutely love. He says this, science investigates, religion interprets. Just think about this for a minute. We're called the science of mind. We are also a world religion. We're also a philosophy, a way of life. Many ways to look at what we do here. A lot of people don't like the word religion because religion puts you in a box. But I liked what Martin Luther King said. Science investigates, religion interprets. Well, the science of mind and spirit investigates and interprets both things we should be doing. We don't just do the spiritual bypass, Kelly. We don't just do the spiritual bypass. It's all good. It's all God. Everything's fine. It's unfolding perfectly. I don't mean it's unfolding perfectly by going, by turning into this cheerleader. I don't mean it that way. I mean it's unfolding perfectly because scientifically it must. Evolution is constantly emerging forward with what it is we need. That's what emergent evolution is. So, Science investigates, religion interprets. He says science gives man knowledge, which is power. Religion gives man wisdom, which is control of that power. Science deals mainly with facts. Religion deals mainly with values. And then he says at the end of it, the two are not rivals. So for all of you science of mind people out there, that are still thinking that we do this spiritual bypass by saying, it's all good, it's all God, it's all unfolding perfectly. It's not that those things are wrong. They are correct. It is all good because the power of God, the power of energy, it can only be considered good, constructive. And it is all God because it's all one thing. And life is unfolding perfectly because that's all it can do. And that is the religion side of it, and that is the interpretation side of it, and that is the wisdom, the spiritual wisdom side of it, that is the intuitive knowing side of it, and right next to it are the facts. The facts that the world seems to be in a very chaotic state, the fact that I can bring disease into my body by not taking care of it, by not honoring it, by not doing what I know to do, The fact that I can end up with no financial support in my life because I somehow buy beliefs about lack in the world. Those are the facts. And I get that those are the facts. But don't point me at the facts and tell me that's what life is and eliminate this side. And don't tell me everything's perfect just the way it is without talking about the facts. You can't eliminate the facts. So that's who we are. And Martin Luther King said it brilliantly. We are a combination of the facts and the truth. Knowing the facts, knowing the facts from the truth. So back to my title, who knows? Where do you, where do you fall when you look at this? Who knows? Well, the answer is you know. You know. And you know if I put this here and here is the religion and spirituality and here are the facts, where do you land? Are you over here making your case in Factsville and forgetting the truth? Or are you over here making your case, looking like you don't know what's going on in the world? Where do you need to be? You need to be right here, and I'm not doing this balancing the two, with feet firmly planted in both sides of this equation. Here are the facts, and this is the truth. This is what I know about these facts, because who's knowing it? God, that thing in me that knows can look at anything and understand the spiritual truth. And sometimes the spiritual truth means that I have to walk out and join a a group of peaceful protesters and let the world know we're not going to have it any other way anymore. Sometimes that's what that looks like. Sometimes it looks like um, getting into a big circle and just knowing the truth, the power of prayer and bringing those vibrations out into the world. Sometimes it's sitting down with someone who is suffering, who is in pain, who's dealing with what's going on right now from a very scared place. And it's knowing who I am. Who knows? That thing in me that knows. So lay it on me. Tell me everything that's wrong. Give me everything that you need some clarity on. And I will witness with you how that clarity bubbles up through both of us. I'm not here to tell you the truth. I'm here to witness the truth through all of us. So where do you want to stand when it comes to this? Bruce Lipton said this, human behavior is reaching a tipping point of releasing what no longer works. He says that's what's going on in this world. He says you cannot move, you cannot succeed and move into the future without changing the way you live. You cannot succeed and move into the future without changing the way you live. So we're at a tipping point and that means what no longer serves you because you gotta let go of it. I've been saying this time blue in the face to myself and to many of you, what no longer serves you. Get rid of it. Why do we think we have to still keep these things that do not work for us anymore, such as racism, such as any kind of isms ageism you know why do we think that it works for us to make the gay and lesbian community different and somehow less than or transgender we just i just read in the paper today that the united states just enacted another law that now takes all rights away from transgender what is that getting us i mean what is that about i'll walk in that march When are we going to wake up? And that's what Bruce Lipton is saying. We are awake. We just have to let go of what no longer serves us. That's the tipping point. But here's the deal. Who is going to do the letting go? When you say who knows, it's the who that really matters. How are we going to help one another understand the truth of who we are? Bruce Lipton said, we are an energy playing through this system of life and our energy field is out of harmony with the one. We are an energy playing through this system of life and our energy field is out of harmony with the one. And here's the thing about that. That's what that video was about. Nature's fine. The oceans are doing fine. The rivers are flowing beautifully. This, the atmosphere has begun healing in a dramatic way because we're not out there polluting it we haven't had the time we've all been locked up and it almost feels like nature came along and said all right you all you've been the house we have to fix ourselves And so what Bruce Lipton is saying, what I totally agree with is the energetic field that I am, that the human race is, is out of alliance, out of harmony with that which life is, this one beautiful flow. So there is a way to come out of this and pinpoint and say, no no more fossil fuel, no, no more polluting the air, no, no more polluting our waters, no, no more no more racism, no more any-isms that make anybody less than. That's what we will come out of this with if we listen and if we allow this, this tipping point to really tip us over. And you know what's gonna happen? If we don't, we'll tip further. We're gonna just tip until this happens. And I love that Andrea King said, this time it's gonna catch. Um Bruce Lipton also talked about the caterpillar. You know, we always do that spiritual thing about the caterpillar being this this gnarly little thing that crawls and then it turns into this beautiful caterpillar and we use the idea that a, cat, a butterfly, what do I say, it turns into a caterpillar because it's a very, you know, linear. We always talk about that being so beautiful for our tra- uh, us all transforming into God. I loved what Bruce Lipton did. He said, let's just talk about the fact that the caterpillar eats the leaves of everything it sees, destroys everything in its way, and then transforms into a butterfly that does no harm whatsoever on the planet. So um, wouldn't it be nice if all we little caterpillars that stop Stop doing all the damage we're doing out in the world and suddenly just transformed ourselves into who we really are, the beautiful butterfly or I am God. Um, Bruce Lipton said, we're about to hit the wall and we have to do something different if we're going to survive. We have to bring back, and this was his last thing, he said, we have to bring back the love to drive the momentum. There's a, um, Martin Buber, I think it is, uh, wrote this. He said, man cannot approach the divine by reaching beyond the human. I want you to hear this. Man cannot approach the divine by reaching beyond the human. He can approach it through becoming human. To become human is what he, the individual man, has been created for. That expression, um, a human being living a spiritual life, or the uh, I'm a human having a spiritual experience, or I'm a spiritual being having a human experience, however you cut that, we need to get rid of it completely. Because there's no separation. There's no difference. And we have made the human experience such a, a limited understanding of what life is. Every time you say I'm a spiritual being having a human experience, it just goes back to my old roots in Catholicism. I'm a worm of the dust and my entire life is about making myself worthy to meet God again. That is so out of touch with the truth. It's out of touch with science and it is out of touch with wisdom for where we have come. So, what this quote does for me is remind me that I got to stop thinking that my human life is somehow limited or less than. That's what Rumi's meant when he said I'm the entire ocean in a drop. I'm not just this little drop of water. I'm the entire ocean. I'm the allness in me who I am. So I want to give you the opportunity to disabuse yourself that being a human is somehow less than. I think Years and years and years and years from now, people are going to wake up one day and look back on our, our stories and they're going to be like, can you believe, can you believe that they actually believed in disease? And there'll be this beautiful experience, no disease, disease will be gone. What? Why do we need diseases? And please don't tell me to learn things because I've learned everything I need to learn through any kind of disease, right? So do we need them? No. What would happen if we had no diseases? Oh my God, think of how much time you'd have left on your hands. All those doctor's visits, all those inoculations, all those operations, all that's everything that we're going through. What if we just didn't believe? That's what that woman's um, Netflix series is about. Healing. Healing through knowing. Healing through knowing. But who is doing the knowing? So my last quote I have for you, is Martin Luther King as well. He says, I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. This is why right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil triumphant. Let me read it again. I believe that unarmed truth, that means just the absolute truth, not that I have to fight for it, It just is, like Kelly said. And unconditional love, meaning that you don't have to prove anything to me. You don't have to show me you're worthy of my love. You don't have to earn it. It's unconditional. I love you unconditionally, no matter what. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. This is why right temporarily defeated is stronger than evil triumphant. The right thing to do is know who we are and not stray from that no matter what. Even on special occasions, Dr. Robert Bitzer used to say, I stand in truth even on special occasions. We've had a lot of special occasions lately to step away from truth and start reacting to the world. So he says here at the end, I have decided to stick with love, hate, is too great a burden to bear. I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. So, who knows? It's so easy for us to throw our hands up in the world and go, oh, who knows what's going to happen. But there is an answer to who knows. And the answer to who knows is, you know. You absolutely do know. It's just that our minds are so blurred by all of this stuff over here, the facts. And our mind is also very blurred by so much religiosity and spirituality that does not connect itself to truth, to facts. So if at the end of the day we are going to live a life of love only, hearts open, forgive everything no matter what, and remember who we are, if we remember who we are, when I remember who I am, then when I say, who knows? I know. I absolutely do know. And when you can give yourself the gift of stepping into your intuitive knowing, and you stop saying, I don't know, and you stop saying, I am less than, and you stop saying, I can't, and you start saying, I can, then the song makes great sense. If I can be most anything, I think I'll be me a... What's your answer? We're at this tipping point. None of us have to go back to who we thought we were. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? You have that power. I have that power. Why do I know that? Because when I say, who knows, there is something in me that validates it, that says, yes, whatever You can know, you can be. Whatever you can know, the world can be. And that's what Martin Luther King knew. And that's what the great mystics knew. It's just going to take everybody to take their knowing out into the world and let that show. And don't be confused or distracted by something because it doesn't happen right this second. Just keep knowing. Love only has to win the day. Because frankly, that's all there is. Namaste. Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.